like there we go cool great yeah so good to see you good to see you too it's really nice to see you hi it's been a while um yeah it's so funny the last time i saw you was in fort green park correct yeah yeah and that i live very close to that park now which i didn't before nice do you go back and reminisce Always. I sit on the steps and I say, I say the days of the week out loud. Monday. And then Monday, I, I weep Tuesday. softly. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing that like, Yeah, you, you know the jam. Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So <laughs> something that was nuts was like, when I first met you, I was like, wait, who wrote this? Who's in charge? Like... Who put all this together? And they're like, Carly did. Like, that's... I was like, oh. So there's a little bit of latency, by the way. Yeah, I'm noticing that, too. I think my my Wi-Fi might be the problem. Um, okay. I have Airbnb folks upstairs on the Wi-Fi, and it's really been slowing down my game. Cool. Watch, they're watching Netflix. But yeah, so could you tell me? Yeah, all day. They got it. They got a baby there. So could you tell me a little bit about your experience with, like, that show, and like, give us a little background on how I got onto your set? Well, I guess you don't know about how I got onto your set. It's true. But how <laughs> things came to be, and I I've been watching some of your Tube Town episodes on your Instagram. Yes, cool. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the show that you showed up for a music video shoot for um, was a show called Snug's House that um, was on is on Universal Kids. I think it's more the kind of thing you can find on demand right now. But uh, I hosted the show and uh, co-hosted it with uh, Donnell Smith, who plays TJ, and uh, Chris Palmieri, who plays the part of Snug, who is a puppet, a dog puppet. And um, I was a writer on the show to um and the show was sort of a, a follow-up to a previous version iteration of that show called sunny side up which was a live show on the sprout network and then sprout rebranded as universal kids and sunny side up kind of got morphed into snug's house but the idea for both shows is was that um it's a a preschool television show that um puts human beings and a puppet uh, in, a, in a world that is familiar to kids, that they can kind of uh, sing songs, do activities, um, watch little scenes and sketches and kind of get to know us throughout the morning as they're watching all the different shows that air on Universal Kids or before that Sprout, if that makes sense. So in, in, is an interstitial is the type of show that it is. So how did you get into that? Because I feel like being the host and writer of a kids show isn't just something that you were just like, well, I'm going to do this just, just cause I want to like, what was coming to yeah. kind of like some of your background? Totally. Um, it's such a, all, all of these origin stories are always kind of funny, aren't they? Um, I graduated from Northwestern university in Chicago with a theater degree. And I was, you know, in the city being an actor, doing lots of improv. Um, but, you know, those things don't pay a lot of money. So I had like eight side hustles. I was um, 
everything that I was doing had to do with kids. I taught at an early childhood education center. I taught like mommy and me classes and uh, did a bunch of like music events for them where I'd write music for little kids. Um, I worked for a company called Playmakers Laboratory that, that would do writing workshop residencies in public schools for like third, fourth and fifth graders. We'd write stories with the kids and then we'd take their journals where they wrote all their stories and we'd um, pull different stories out, turn them into sketches and songs and then go back to the schools and perform them. So I did that job. I was working as a as an event host for Radio Disney. So like in the height of high school musical, Jonas Brothers, Justin Bieber fame and time, I would show up at these like water parks and basically it's like a glorified bar mitzvah DJ job. I'd be like, Who's going to dance to High School Musical? I'm watching you. If you commit, I'll give you a DVD. Um, so I, that, that was like most of the scope of the, the jobs I worked. And and I was auditioning. And um, I got to a point after a couple of years where I was really burning out on working so many jobs. And I wasn't making enough money from like the acting gigs to feel like I was going to make it as a like purely a performer. So I was like, okay, I, I think I need to like um, readjust my mission statement here. I was like, I'm teaching, I'm doing this hosting for radio Disney. That's going really well. It's like, maybe I need to transition in like consciously into more of a host position right around that time. My agent dropped me because I wasn't booking things. And I was like, no, I will never work in this town again. And then, which happens. Um, but so I was like talking to other agents and just like having meetings with them. And I had one meeting with this one woman and she was like, look, I like you, you've got good energy. Like your monologue is whatever, like take an acting class and come back to me. And I was like, all right, fine. So I left that and just like focused on trying to get my own hosting gigs. Like two months after that, she calls me and she's like, I just got this audition for a show called Sunny Side Up uh, in Philadelphia to host this like preschool television show. It feels like it's really up your alley. I know we haven't really been working together, but I feel like you'd be a good fit for this. So I was like, okay. Um, and I was, as I was preparing the audition, I was like, whoa what they're asking me to do is like a combination of all the things I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I had that like tingly feeling of like, I could, I could get this. And I was working like eight jobs at the time. So the idea of relocating, relocating to Philadelphia to work one job was like real cool. Um, so I did that audition. I got called back. I flew to Philly for the day. And then a few weeks later, I found out I got the job as a, as one of the hosts of the sunny setup show on sprout. And I left Chicago and this was, eight years ago and I started this whole journey in kids media and when I got hired I didn't realize that not only were we these two hosts this like human and this chicken puppet that showed up in between every um show that aired on Sprout from nine to noon kind of linking all the tv together um but we also wrote the content as a team so I was like thrown into this like role of writer songwriter we write original songs um and spent five years hosting that show and watching, we'd have to watch all the episodes that were going to air during the block so that we could write content around them. So I like consumed an enormous amount of children's television from the perspective of what can I pull out of this that can be playable? Like how can she get and I make it a song or an activity or whatever? And then, and that show was live. And so when they sunsetted Sunnyside Up and sunsetted Sprout and replaced it with Snug's House and Universal kids they moved away from alive so our, our writing changed a little bit too which was actually really fun it um sunny setup was more like a script with beats and we would just like go on live television and just hope for the best kind of it was like kind of scrappy and then snug's house because it was pre-recorded um the scripting got a little more formalized and um which was a, a cool challenge uh and and 
And it was really fun. And so actually the Days of the Week song that you were on, I did not write that. I wrote several other songs for Snug's House. Um, and I encourage you, I encourage you to, if, if you're going to look up one Ding Dong, the Ding Dong song, if you search Ding Dong song in Snug's House, that's what the inside of my brain looks like. Don't be afraid. Okay. I, I will totally do that. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid to get into your brain. Get in there. So, so it's really crazy. That's such a long answer. <laughs> no, that's super awesome. So, like, so what's so crazy for me was because I grew up in Pennsylvania and I want to be like, I, I'm an auditioning voice actor. And so I moved to New York to do like voiceover and I just kind of fell into doing sound for film and stuff like that. And one of my friends that like has been encouraging me my my entire ride she's been like thomas there's this kid show you should be in it i'm just saying and it was your show and so it was so funny because i was like i when i was on your set i was like i'm working on that show that you said that i should be in she was like wow the, she's like push that other guy and just stand in front of the camera and i <laughs> you would have been so fantastic oh my god oh I would, I was just like not in the headspace to even I think I didn't have the confidence to fully be a full actor I think you know even. Is is that something you have now though like are you uh, literally because people all the time are like hey we need somebody for this we need somebody for that I'm sending out names all over the place so if you if you want work like this I can keep you in my mind if you if you want it Yeah I'd love to try I, I just yes. like don't I just like don't, I don't have an agent I'm like still right. I'm like wait I can do this I can do this like yeah you know there's like the self-doubt of like oh should I can I I don't know $600 for headshots uh you know well I'll tell you right now I don't have an agent now at, at this time so like you don't you don't need an agent to have a lot of television shows got <laughs> wait did you you won an Emmy or something right no no, no. No, I, many win? nomination. No, no, no wins. Uh, well, I've been nominated. My shows have been nominated five times. All five times we've lost to Sesame Street. Um, but one, the last year was kind of cheating because I had two shows nominated in the same category, but uh, which is absurd. Like that's absurd. But um, but yeah, we always lose to Sesame Street. But like that's the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, the only the only like awards that I'm participating in, I, I sing on a Grammy award winning album. So that wow. that's like Oh, that's, that's the, the only award. thing. But, that's uh, it. That's the only thing. <laughs> but no no Emmy Award. Someday, someday. Yeah. We'll see. But so tell like So something that, that I think was is awesome to just have you on here is to just chat about who you are. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, like, well, what's that person really like? Are they actually even that nice? And it's like, well, obviously they're playing it up because they're talking to children, but like, yeah, they're pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's sort of, um, you know, the the person that I am as a as a host on camera is just like a few notches higher than my usual existence. Um, it's especially like if you watch something like tube town, which is the, the little, um, show that I've been doing on Instagram live and Facebook live mm. Saturday mornings during the pandemic. Um, that is just literally me in my apartment. Like, um, you know, there's no, 
uh, network goals that I have to make sure that my language is satisfying or like I don't have to worry about the education consultant reminding me that, that like, you know, this is cognitively uh, maybe dissonant and this isn't. Um, I mean, that being said, like I've been sort of trained to show up a certain way on camera for different age groups. But for the most part, like the person I am on TubeTown is just like, I'm just knocking stuff over, having a laugh, hanging with the people. I mean, that is like, that's who I am. That's also like, I, I contain multitudes. I mean, the, you know, I'm just as soon as... Uh, I'm just as available to be in a, a state of, of great joy and delight as I am to be in a great, a state of great sadness and um, uh, stress. And, um, but, but I think uh, I like to think that I, I bring a certain like combination of like lightness and enthusiasm and uh, I don't know, like hard work, curiosity to everything I do, hopefully. No, yes, totally. Uh, so something I've experienced in my, and maybe you can speak on this. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I'm always the type of person that's in a very good mood a lot. And I've actually had people have problems with me because of like, why are you so happy? I'm like, because, because that's just how I am. Whoa. I wondered if you'd had that experience like growing up or anything. Well, I feel like, um, my relationship with like joy and happiness well in my first of all in my family i'm one of seven kids i have five sisters and a brother i'm the oldest and it's funny in that ecosystem i i present as like the naysaying boring wet blanket oldest sibling like i am i'm like everybody just could you just please behave just please behave like i'm i was very as a kid like order 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 and the, the kid next down for me justine number two was always the one who was like walking down the street like trying to get everybody to sing and i'm the one that's like please people are staring <laughs> at us so so like i think i feel like there's a um i have access to enthusiasm and joy that i hope becomes permission giving for others and not like a burden like i try really hard to like tune into where I am so that it's like, okay, this is what this, this is the energy I'm receiving from this person. I'm not, I'm going to try not to overwhelm them, but I'm gonna try to give them just like a dose of what I'm sipping on because it feels pretty good. And I feel like maybe, maybe they might like it too. I'm trying to think though, if I've ever been in a position where someone's been like, uh, like, why are you so, I, what I get a lot is, um, how do you have so much energy? How did you get, how many cups? A coffee did you have this morning like oh my god how are you still functioning we've been on set for eight hours and like you're still bouncing off the walls and to that i say sleep is the most important thing to me in my life if i get eight hours of sleep i can do anything if i get less than eight hours of sleep i can do nothing <laughs> no not not really but, but sleep and, <laughs> and, and my morning cup of coffee yeah <laughs> um sleep a morning cup of coffee and like constant exercise that like you know you're like an athlete to make it through long shoot days. But, um, uh, that, that feels like the thing that is perplexing to most, but, um, because I can get, oh man, I remember, I mean, doing a live television show, things would go wrong all the time. And when things went wrong on air, I actually really loved that and would like sink into it. But then it's like, you know, when you're a, a young collaborator, like I remember having like tension around like, like, well, we're going to do it this way. No, we're going to do it this this way and then we're like switching on a dime when the cameras are on to be like and now we're gonna put eyeballs on a pineapple <laughs> you know so it's like it's a range but i think that we have to have like compassion for ourselves when we get a little salty which i do sometimes but not often yeah 
are people surprised when they see you like upset or salty or yeah. agitated or anything? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the other thing too. Cause people are like, Oh, I didn't know you yeah. get angry. I'm like, I'm human. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like there's just like an Italian, like uh fire that like, like spiciness that can come out in me at times. Um, but I've, I've also like worked really hard to keep my like oldest child type A natural bossy tendencies. Like I was, I was just like the, the kind of, my mom just used to say when I was a kid, I was a big boss. I'd be like, this is the book we're all going to read. Everyone's going to be in my play. Meet me in the basement. I'm the director. You six are my cast. Nice. <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out with that kid. So <laughs> I had to like, I got to soften. <laughs> Well, especially if you have, uh, you said six other brothers and sisters or seven other. So yeah. you're one of seven. Okay. Correct. Cool. Yeah. I, my, Literally. My best, my, my best friend is the youngest of seven. Whoa. Yeah. How many girls? How many boys? Uh, Two girls, five boys. And he's the youngest. Oh, wow. Okay. How many girls did you say? What was your? We're six girls, six girls and a boy. And where's the boy in the, uh, the mix? He's number three. He's number three, and my dad kept promising him a brother, which was a mistake. It's not how it works, Dad. But when the youngest, the youngest sister came home from the hospital and she was a girl, my brother flipped out and refused to look at her. He was like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again." <laughs> well, I feel like if you, you being the oldest, really. Like that bossiness, you really got to keep all those younger siblings in line, you know? I mean, you don't have to. I mean, that definitely. <laughs> and now I feel like I try to be in just more of a general support position of like uh, unbiased ear for uh, issues and, um, you know, like help. Like, actually, we're all, all seven of us are pretty good about sharing like, uh, like a notion of service between us. Like we're really good. We're always like picking somebody up, dropping somebody off, doing favors. Like we just all exist. We run on favors. We're always like helping each other out. Um, so luckily there isn't too many. There's usually like one kid that's like in the doghouse at a time. Like there's one that everyone is just like, honestly, like they're being so extra. Um, so maybe it's like you want to wrangle that one. But for the most part, everybody's like pretty cool. We get along. We text all day. You know, what, what's the age range as well? We're seven kids in eight years with a set of twins. Whoa. So it's, it's insane. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. So my mom is, my mom's side is Italian. And so like, okay. I definitely feel like that Italian, like it was really interesting. Well, like I went to Italy for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh, I fit in. This makes sense. Everyone is very touchy feely. This of course. Yes, this is why is more, <laughs> but um, yeah. In my my friend, my buddy Taylor, he's the youngest, and I think that the like the age range is pretty wide. Where we're, like we were sixteen, whoa. and his older brother was like thirty five or something, or like like a, oh whoa yeah or, like something where it was like that's an adult. Like I didn't feel comfortable talking to his older brother as a kid because I was like that's an adult. How's your bro? How's that yeah. your brother? What are you talking about? Um. Yeah, that's crazy. That's different. <laughs> oh, that's crazy not having like <laughs> six. Well, 
<laughs> it would be like for me to think about somebody who's my sibling, but they're like like 15 years older than me. Like, yeah. um, we were just this like squad that like people were we, people were all in school together at the same time. Some people went to college together and were there at the same time. Yeah. Um, like. And the way my mom talks about it is like it was such a gift to have everybody in diapers basically at the same time and then out of diapers. And then like you got a bunch of teenagers and then you're done with teenagers. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So... Everyone being a teenager? That's... <laughs> Yo, I mean, I got out early because I was the oldest. But there were there was a time when there were like four or five high schoolers in the house at once because the twins are number four and five. She also didn't know she was having twins until two weeks before they were born because in those days they didn't do ultrasounds. So she's like thinking she's about to have like a fourth kid, which is like totally normal. And then it's like JK, four and five. Buckle up, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting because my buddy Taylor is still wearing diapers, actually. So... <laughs> Taylor! <laughs> Come on, Taylor. I gotta meet him. I gotta meet him. We gotta swap stories. <laughs> yeah, oldest the youngest, just different stories. Yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm the oldest of two, and I had okay. like a half brother that I wasn't really close with. But it is okay. it is definitely like the older sibling role is just like well yeah, you're carving the path for your younger siblings, and you're like, come with me, I know what we're doing. Um, yeah, I also felt a huge responsibility. I have neighbors moving. Uh, I I felt a huge responsibility to like be a good example. I feel like my dad said to me, you know, once like you better be a good example for your siblings, and then I like took that so seriously. Well, no. So like I was I was like a golden child because I was like I got little kids looking up to me. I'm not gonna mess up. Um, so for better or for worse, you know, that was like a motivating force when I was uh, a young person. Who are you who are you closest with? Justine, who's kid number two, it's funny that there's like little alliances. It's like one and two, we're really close. Um, the twins obviously are close. They call the rest of us singles because they are twins. Uh, Avery and Sam, five and six are close. And then the boy is, CJ is closest probably to Justine because they live in LA together. But it's really nice as we get older, like living in different cities with different people. Like I have, there's something special about and specific about each relationship with each kid and watching them evolve and grow into their own human beings over time has been so interesting. Like I noticed that number six, Avery and I are super, super similar. Like she was living in uh, Brooklyn for a while and we both are just like, do you want to hang out? No, I don't, I don't feel like hanging out with people. Yeah, me either. Okay. Bye. Like that exchange could only happen with me and that kid, like not another, like another sister would be totally different, but she and I both have this like, eh, 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 like, thing about us and it's just and, and she and I look the most alike in the sibling lineup of like people that aren't twins which is so crazy to me because it means like if you had had like four or five more siblings there could have been one like way down the line that looked exactly like you how weird is that it is it, it like my brother and I like now now it's weird because I've been filming myself more and like sometimes the the way that i talk like i do something with my lips that he does like where i've seen him form words and i'm like hey chad does that like what wow and it, it was so he was uh he so i'm like six two but he's always he's been taller than me and heavier as well so i'm like six two he's like six four or six five or something 
Dang. Yeah. Like, I wear a size 12 shoe, and he wears, like, a size 16 or something. Like, huh? so, like, the size difference, and then now he's, like, starting to lose weight, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I see it. And, like, <laughs> the, the facial hair. But, like, before, he he had, like, the baby, the baby fat, and I was always, like, super sure. skinny. So it was, like, harder to tell. Also, just, like, I don't want to, I'm like, I don't look like my younger brother. Ugh, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, like I totally look the same. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Do you find that you have like similar personality traits, or, or like do you see, like I have the opportunity with six siblings to see the proportions of my parents' qualities in each kid, and then like proportions of my own, like oh that kid is me when I am the most high strong, but they're just like that all the time, or like that's me when I'm the most chill, but they're like that all the time. It's really um insane. That's cool. No, my brother and I are pretty opposite like really yeah especially like in high school i feel like that was the peak where i was wearing like tie-dye and like orange shorts and he was wearing every like like the most color he had in any of his clothes was like one red shirt other than that it was all black like Whoa. all black like <laughs> he didn't like anyone to talk you grow to him. Up? pennsylvania oh right you said that wait where in pennsylvania easton easton I do feel like I know Easton. They make Crayola crowns there. What? What is it? Oh. Mm hmm. That's a claim to fame. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely fun. Uh, what else? Yeah, near like Bethlehem and Allentown. <gasps> oh no, you froze. Oh no. No. I'm moving. Can you hear me at least? I lost you for a second. Can you? I'm back. Can you? Am I? Yeah. Yes. You froze around the, the crayons. Uh. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's near Bethlehem and Allentown. It's like an hour and a half away yep. from Philly. But, um. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. We're like pretty opposite. Where I'm more likely to tell you good morning and he's more likely to give you a don't talk to me grunt sure sure not, sure not in the morning actually but just just in general um huh? what else how have you been uh, you've been doing tube town I, I don't know why am i it's tube town right or am i just calling it that yeah 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 okay all right no that's what's called tube town okay <laughs> that is the name of the the little uh Offering my little offering, yes. <laughs> little offering. Um, that's what, that's what I call it because pe people are like, like, what are you, are you like? Are you pitching this somewhere or like, can we Venmo you or, or something? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just for right now, right here. I'm just making people out of tubes for anybody that wants <laughs> to hang out. <laughs> but it's like it's cool. I get every every week I get photos from photos and videos of kids that are making stuff along at home, and it blows my mind. Like there are some families that return every single week and are like so much better at it than I am. Like I'm like okay, uh, I made this. I think it's pretty cool. And then I look at what they made, and it's like ten times cooler. But but then I'm excited because I'm like okay, I inspired them to make a. A, a person out of a cardboard tube, so I'm giving life to their trash, and B, like showing them that it's really easy to build a world that they can then play in, again, out of stuff that they have around the house. That's the whole concept of the show is that each week we're just adding something to Tube Town 
we're, oh. we're, we're building the, this like community. We're building this town, and it's all like out of you know cardboard and 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 craft supplies. So like last weekend we made a garden. The weekend before, maybe two times ago, we did a community pool. We've done a bookstore. We've done uh, a beach. We've done uh, oh a hair salon that was really good. Car wash. The thing I'm working on for this weekend because it's going to be the 20th episode is uh, a Ferris wheel for an amusement park. Whoa! But it's really. I usually just make it something the night before because I, I want it to be really easy and really accessible for families. So I never want to like turn on the camera with something really fancy because I want people to to know how easy it is to create and to play. Um, so like I don't want to like show up with something really complicated. But I'm like it's a 20th episode. I'm gonna make this Ferris wheel. But I I think I've like I've maybe bit off more than I could chew with it. So I might have to like throw the whole thing out and start over again. No! We'll see. <laughs> well, you learn. And I'm honest about that, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do you have roommates? Because I imagine you, like, gluing a bunch of stuff in the living room, and your roommates are like, oh, right. okay. No, no, I um, I live alone in the studio apartment. Oh, and yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been really good, actually, because the way this kind of the last five months have gone for me, it's been a lot of being here inside this little pop-up voiceover booth that I have for stuff, and just, like, lots of live streams and, you know, helping families and people out by like showing up at their thing, um, like their virtual thing. So I had a couple opportunity, like my parents were like, come back to the house, like a bunch of my other siblings quarantined there for a couple months. But it was just like, I have all my stuff here and the Wi-Fi when I don't have Airbnb people on it is really fast. And um, it just felt like I had a lot to do. And that being in a house with like a ton of other people would have been like disruptive to them and like kind of stressful for me so um but it's been okay like I've I talk to my family all the time I have some friends that have stayed in Brooklyn that, that we've been able to see each other distantly and I've been able to get out of the city a couple times but it's definitely being because I for the from last August until the end of February I was on the road making this new television show that's going to air in two weeks on Disney plus called weird but true and so I was gone for yeah yeah I was gone for eight months making this show and I was in Philly for a bit and I was we traveled I think I took 45 flights in eight months and I was with I was with an incredible team but it was still like kind of an isolating experience because I was away from home away from people and I had been looking forward to like I'm coming back in the beginning of March I'm gonna move move into a new apartment because that, that was supposed to happen and I was like and I'm gonna like be a person in New York I'm gonna hang out with my New York friends all the time I'm gonna see shows I'm gonna go out to dinner I'm gonna be a regular person again in the world and then I like get back to New York and everything shuts down um which was a shock but I also had like weird practice in being separated and isolated for the last eight months that have been I was like okay you, you did this before so like you can do it again yeah wow I'm glad that you're holding it together because I know for some people it's been harder than others you know oh yeah like it's like people in our field where it's like well you can't film but also you can't do the thing that you love either which is filming I mean like I yeah. Like for yeah. me, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, people are like, "Well, you're not your job. Like, go just do something else you like." I'm like, "Well, I like doing this." Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's our our like it's our sense of passion. It's like a lot of our self worth and our sense of purpose is tied up in what we do. When you're a person in the arts and a performer, like, why else would you choose a profession that is so busted in terms of hours on 
uncertainty, hustle. Like it's a crazy thing that we have chosen. My mom would always say, this is the life you have chosen. When I'd be like in pockets of time where I wasn't, when I wasn't getting work or like I was stressed out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have been extremely lucky because I have a, a fair amount of work that is audio focused so that I can like keep doing that. Um, and I, I've, because so the Universal Kids ended my full time contract two years ago, so I've been essentially freelance for the last two years, even though I had this big uh, contract with Weird but True. Um, but I got a lot of practice in like, okay, what is the breadth of my skill set, and how can I make sure that I'm working when I don't have like a TV show that I'm shooting? So you know, getting more writing jobs and getting more like sort of consulting positions and um, so basically like a year ago, like all of like summer of 2018 to summer of 2019 I was like hustling like a maniac and like figured out okay here are all the other things I can do if I'm not hired to host a television show which is my favorite thing to do of all um and then I got to do that for the last year and and I knew afterwards like either way I was going to be shifting back into like freelance and like kind of like gig work um so in the sense like this was going to be inevitable for me I just thought it was going to be like balanced out with like seeing plays and like uh hearing live music and sitting at coffee shops and writing and uh hanging out with pals and oh god when will it end <laughs> yeah but it's good it's good it's good um it's not going to be forever even if it's like another year it's not going to be forever so do you have so i'm i'm sensing a lot of hustle like a lot of hard work do you take care of yourself and unwind? Do you, are you, do you have like a, the cucumber over the eyes? You know what I mean? I, I do. That is like, I know the word like self care is such a like trendy, like self care. It's super um, important. It's super important. But it's like, it's super important and it has been my superpower for like a, like for, for so long, actually. I'm, I have been, I mean, maybe to a fault, but like I, especially because the work that I did in Chicago like 10 years ago, I always had to get up really early for like teaching preschool or whatever. Like I'm just, I got really good at setting boundaries around like, oh, I have to leave this social activity early because I have to get sleep. Or like I, because what I do for a living is such an unbelievable output and believe it or not, I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. Like I'm, I am drained by like lots of social interaction rather than filled up by it. So I, even though I, I enjoy social interaction and enjoy extroverting and like performing or whatever, it only is possible if I am like getting enough sleep and like really doing like quiet, soft things like taking a bath or like watching a movie or having like a really good juicy hang with a friend that's maybe like less of an adventure hang and more of like, a one-on-one -on -one or like small group kind of a thing. Um, uh, and like riding, I ride my bike a lot. I practice yoga, I box. I like do all these like physical things um, that like kind of just helps strengthen the container. Um, but this, even though I feel so stressed out with like so much weird types of work over the past couple months um i also have encountered like boredom um which i'm not used to and i i don't do well with and it, it like confuses me and um but i i've been doing some uh, work with the lego foundation so i have uh lego sets that have uh, been a part of my life for the last couple months 
And I'm finding that that soothes me in a way, because I didn't play with Legos as a kid, um, but working on a little Lego set is like really an easy way for me to like, it's like, I think people were doing puzzles and like making bread. And I'm like, that's close, but Legos, it's like, I'm building a little, I'm building a little world. And, uh, and it's, it's like the way that it's designed is so artful with so much integrity. And because I've like, I've been to the, I actually, the, the week before everything um, shut down internationally, I was in Bill in Denmark, which is the home of Lego. We're doing this uh, conference with them. And, uh, and so I got to meet like the people that run the, the Lego company and go to the Lego factory and just like the way they talk and think about play and um, the simplicity of it and the integrity of it and the like iterative iterative nature of like making things and taking them apart and putting them back together like I'm super aligned with them in ways I didn't realize I get fired up about alignment when I feel like somebody's mission matches mine I'm like ooh, you got me for life <laughs> so yeah yeah I that's that's something and 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 now like with Instagram and you know the internet is if someone's not aligned you're, you're, it's like really apparent of like here's 20 videos of them not doing what they said that they're doing like it's just like yeah here you go <laughs> yeah Instagram has been a wild ride during the last 5 months so i mean social media in general like you know specifically with the last two months um there have been moments where the internet like for me as a white person has been a really awesome place of learning for all kinds of like anti-racist strategies and resources and um like a great place to like consume information that i can integrate in my personal life and in my experience as a community member in brooklyn and then like you know strengthening my toolbox as a content creator and a, a person in kids media with like an anti-racist strategy there. There have been times where I've been like, wow, thank God I had this little world in my hands. And then there are other times where I'm like, if I don't look away from this, I'm going to disintegrate into a pile of dust and I will never recover. No. So it's like a balance, you know what I'm saying? No. no. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's no. that's been really interesting for me too because, you know, I've had really negative personal experiences and then not having someone understand, you know, where, uh, I don't know, just even, so growing up in Pennsylvania was very different and I have two roommates who grew up in New York, you know, and I'm like, yo, like, yo, I've been called the N-word, like, you know, like, like I grew up like that did happen and people and they're like what what are you what and i'm like that's not uncommon like that would happen and as you like you're just like oh it's that thing that happened but now showing like my friends of like well this is the effects of it like this is how it affects the person and you know like even just joking around because i've been around people that joke around using negative language um it's like, well, this is how it affects someone down the line, or this is the thought process, but have like how it affects somebody, or like even so. Moving here, it was interesting. I'll tell this uh, story where I was standing on a street corner, and someone of my skin, same skin tone was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And I was like, "Hey," and he's like, "Yo, you know what time it is?" I was like, 
like two o'clock. He's like, word, cool, thanks. And like left. And I was like, oh, I'm just a dude here. Where in, in Pennsylvania, I felt like I was a black dude. So like here, I'm just like in New York, Whoa. right? Right? Yeah. Where like in Pennsylvania, I have like this thing where it's like, oh, you're the black guy. You're the black guy. And then like in New York, that isn't even there anymore. It's just like, oh, I'm just standing. Like I'm just standing here. Like <laughs> no one, Whoa. that extra layer is gone. And you know, my brother still lives in Pennsylvania and he tells me all these terrible stories. And like, I'm like, dude, you gotta get out of there because he's only experienced that and he's never mm -hmm. experienced the removal of like, oh, you're just a guy. Like for me, even, you know, being a high schooler and just like standing waiting for my friends in the mall, it's like, oh, okay, you're not stealing anything. No one's going to bother you. Like, that voice is definitely there. But here, it's just not a thing anymore. Like, it's just one less thought that I have, and then I can actually think of, like, other stuff. So it's, like, super interesting wow. to see everyone share their stories and then to actually have hundreds and thousands of people listening to it, which is the other big thing of, like, if I'm telling my stories of, like, whatever happened and everyone's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like, it doesn't sink in on the level that it has been. And, yeah, it's been really nutty because some people are like, what is happening? And I'm like, yo, this has been happening to yeah. a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know. Yeah. 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 What, like, a, the particular, like, way this, like, this moment in time has felt, like, already it was a reckoning of our like internal systems um, because of, of a pandemic. And then now you have like most of like asleep white America suddenly waking up to something, suddenly catching up to something. Um, and it's, it's gnarly. Uh, but I think um, I, I, I feel like, I hope that this really means that we will be moving forward. Um, I would like to think that just like we can't go back to socializing a certain way because of what this virus means, I'd like to think that we can't go back to like pretending a thing isn't happening or isn't real or isn't a huge life life or death deal anymore. Hopefully. Also, yeah, <sighs> just, see. I just want to say you. I feel like the way that you've handled it as like a host has been excellent. Because I actually was like, I was mm. like, I wonder what Carly's like. Because to comment on it, especially, you know, when you're affecting the minds of young children, like, is, you know, like, you, uh, like, I can post whatever, because I've just been posting like, oh, here's this crazy thing. But I would not post that if I was in your position, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, of like some weird arrest that shouldn't have happened or, you know. Like it's sure, know, yeah, I, and I just wanted well, to say, I, like, I th I feel like the way that you've been handling it has been really excellent so far, so far. Thank you. I <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I I I I don't have like I'm not like a huge person with a huge following, but like I have a small little you know there's this little handful of folks that are kind of that engage with me, and I know not 
all of them are people that live in New York that are surrounded by the things we're surrounded by. And, um, and I know that they, some of them have been with me long enough to know me and like me. And that means I have a huge opportunity there to invite them in to the pieces of like awakening to the anti-racist world that we could be living, living in that are actually like, it's like, it's not scary. It's, it's beautiful. Like if, if we can open our minds and like soften and like unlearn and relearn, like it's, it'll liberate a huge amount of people who have been oppressed for generations, not just black folks, but you know, th think of all of the different groups of people that are oppressed in this country. And it is, it will be liberating as white people too, to be able to experience that all, all of us together. Whew, I'm, I'm really, I'm going there, you know, but it's like, it's, the, there's, um, uh, I want to invite them in on that. And so I, I try to think carefully about making myself available if people ever want to like talk, if they're hearing about things for the first time, but also like sharing resources and um, just showing them that, that, that this is, this is a really big deal and you can do it. Like you can move through, you can move through this. If you don't have, some people don't have models for them of like what it looks like to understand. And I'm, I'm look, I'm still figuring out a lot of things as I go, but I'm trying to like share that so that people can see like, it's okay. You can do it. Yeah, I, I, that same thing with Tube Town too, right? <laughs> you could do it, yeah, yeah. I guess it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna knock the set over and I'm gonna pick it back up, and you're probably gonna knock your set over, but you could pick it back up. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, I definitely feel like, I, I feel like that too. Of just like, hey, yo, you're trying to understand, like you're trying, like. <laughs> Some people are like, what should I do? Like people, cause it's been awesome. Cause I've had people DM me and like, yo, you're like one of my black friends. What should I be doing right now? Like, how can I help? And I'm like, mm. you asking that question. That's, that's you helping. Like you do like the, like mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of Utah. I can't go to a protest. Like, uh, I'm like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm like, look, th there's, we can get, we can progress in many different angles. Protesting is not yeah. the only one. You don't have, like, you having yeah. a conversation with your parents or you having a conversation with yeah. one of your friends or just just being open to talking about whatever. And this is this is such a an interesting time to put into the books because it's no longer books, too, right? Like, right. just filming ourselves, like, filming ourselves talking about stuff can go on and that's yeah. i think that's super interesting but the downside is just that if you change your idea like in five years from now if you flub on one thing five years from now like well five years ago you said it's like well i i feel like there will be some growth of like oh yeah okay that was five years ago that person has grown they are a person right yeah yeah well it's like i even as like um like movements shift and change. We have to like leave space for that. Like, you know, it's like people, however many decades ago, were like smoking cigarettes is great for you. And then it's like, oh, actually, oh my God, it's actually not great for you. Like we have to be available that like some of the, like the things that we think might be like, okay, this is how we do it. In like five years, we're gonna be like, oh wait, actually 
no, 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 it's actually like this. And I mean, that's speaking on maybe a more general level of like, can we all kind of shift together? But like as individuals, yeah, it is a weird time where like everything is recorded and is staying up and it means you have like you have the opportunity to watch your growth in real time for better or for worse Um, (laughs) so you know (laughs) use the internet wisely (laughs) but uh yeah let's so we're kind of towards the end here what are tell us about your new show that's coming out on disney plus because i i have disney plus from the Mandalorian, but I can totally watch you because that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. So okay, I'm so excited about this. It's the third season of a show called Weird but True, which is a um, uh, like science and education, entertainment, comedy, arts and crafts explosion experience for kids, kind of eight to 12 so it's the age group above um most of the shows i've worked on which is really cool and uh so this guy charlie engelman who is a literal genius created the show and co-hosted it with his sister for the first two seasons and actually the second season won the emmy for outstanding uh informational children's series and then they got picked up by disney plus to make a third season and um, they, uh, the sister wanted to move on to some other projects, and so they got me for the co-host. So Charlie and I spent like eight months making this crazy show, and we, the show is like partially we are in partially Charlie and I are in a studio, being curious about the world, and we're partially in the field interviewing experts and having these like huge adventures. Um, everything from like we operated steam trains in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We um, like looked for, uh, we collected venomous scorpions in the like forests of North Carolina or uh, of Northern California. We um, went camping in Arizona. Um, And then the most exciting one is that I got scuba certified um, for one of our episodes. And we do a whole episode that's like me learning how to scuba dive and we're underwater. Charlie was already certified, but uh, we were in Hawaii. Actually, we went to Hawaii twice for this show. So it's crazy. And then the, the other thing that makes this show so special is that it's like got an incredible amount of like legitimate science attached to it. So it's going to be really useful for educators, I think, in the coming coming weeks and months. But all the science, rather than being explained in like cool graphic animations, everything is done with two dimensional like paper crafted like puppetry, essentially. And Charlie, who I just like Charlie's a genius, like he designs and like sets the tone for all of that. And then we had this amazing art team build like these super intricate intricate like uh puppets and dioramas and stuff um actually you can check out charlie's uh youtube page world by charlie and see some of the like the style of stuff he makes which is really present in weird but true because he's also an executive producer um but uh so it's it's crazy it starts um august 14th and it will air weekly just like the mandalorian um and i totally (laughs) i totally recommend it it um was a blast to make and I'll be sharing like crazy behind the scenes pictures on my Instagram in the coming weeks, just because we really we had such an adventure making the show. Whoa! So get Disney Plus and watch it, August fourteenth season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and follow Carly on Instagram. We still have like ten minutes, but go. Okay. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're done. Just go home. Okay, cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, but Car- Carly's awesome from the moment I met her. What what are 
What's what's some things you want uh, that's super important to you that you want people to know? Mm, we've really covered quite a bit um, of like I think my purpose and mission in the world, but I guess like just want to remind everybody that times are crazy and be gentle on yourself and uh, um, yeah, I think I think that's something I'm trying to remember right now is to just like really listen to myself like do i would i like to take on another project or am i at capacity would i like to take a break yes like like little little things like that um i think the better we can get at listening to ourselves um the happier we'll be so that um yeah i don't know i I think we really covered a lot i think yeah (laughs) i'm trying to think of it I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, well, I mean, I could also tell people if um, people are listening with, with, you know, kids or something. I, uh, I host an improv game show called Don't Break the Rules for a company called Pinna Audio. And all of their content is, I believe, is still free right now. Um, but it's a, it's a really fun. And it's like, whose line is it anyway? Um, but it's like, I'm the Drew Carey like host. And then there's an ensemble of like voice performers, which actually, depending on what your life is all about, and if we come back, um, you should totally be a performer on that show. But it's, uh, we, we like play improv games. Um, it's super fun. We play improv games with a rotating cast of voiceover actors. And um, so there are two seasons of that and we had started this was heartbreaking is that we had started doing a run of shows in front of a live audience at the magnet theater um and we got two in and then everything shut down uh. but um but so like that's something i'm super super proud of and i have another project with Pinna that i'm uh co-creating and um co-hosting that will be out in not for a while where we're still that's like one of the things i've got on my plate right now um to look for that um i think that is oh oh Here's another thing. Anybody out there, my people ages 7 to 11 who are interested in learning how to uh, be freestyle, rap, improv, musical theater performers, um, I teach um, a class with Freestyle Love Supreme, which is an improv improv rap group, um, freestyle music, rap, improv. uh, And that's been going on for the last couple of months, and it's been a really good like virtual uh, offering, I think. So um, if you go to, I think like freestylelovesupreme.com, you can get information on on that um, because you know kids are still going to be doing remote stuff for the next couple months. So that's uh, we have we have classes for teenagers and for um, like the seven to elevens and actually adults too. Um, so I think that's the end of me plugging all of my activities. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you don't have? <laughs> is there more? There's probably more. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also writing a middle grade book, a middle grade detective book. I, just hey! haven't, had the, I haven't really had the brain space to uh, um, put as much time into that as I'd hoped, but hopefully soon. That's really the end. I love detectives. I'm obsessed Whoa. with detectives. Yeah. Oh my lord, you please, keep, please, please keep up with your sleep schedule so you can keep all these things going. <laughs> so that's the interesting thing now is like. My friends have kids now. And I'm like, you should watch Carly's show. What do you? My my one of my good friends, his daughter, uh, she watches, uh, trolls, the trolls movie. But she watches sure. it like heard twice. of them. She watches it like twice a day. So oh, yeah. Like <laughs> so he's like, 
we watched something <laughs> anything else and like okay, how, how old is she how old is she uh well now i think she's three Ooh. but so you know at the time like i went i i went back home to like visit him and like meet his kid which is super weird because i knew him like in high school in like a totally different capacity of like running around and doing crazy things and uh and so like we, we, we had on the trolls movie and he's like wait this is my favorite part hold on wait wait the, the one with the spider and i was like how many times did you see this movie oh, he's wow. like, i've seen it a lot man and that then, is hilarious like we put his daughter to bed and he's like what do you want to do and i was like well what do you what do you want to do he's like just just i just don't want to watch the trolls movie just anything other than that i was like do you want to watch yeah. this movie he's like i've seen it before i was like oh we don't have to watch it he's like it's not the trolls movie it's fine let's watch I think it was Mad Max. <laughs> it was like Mad Max, but he's like, yeah, let's watch sure, it. It's sure. great. It, yeah, it's a shift, right? Like, <laughs> man, I, yeah, I, my heart is like so, just like goes out to the parents and educators right now that are like holding it down for the children. Like, in addition to working full time jobs, like I just like truly can't get over it. And like talking to my friends with kids and how hard it's been and. It's just like, I mean, that's why I'm like working all day. Cause I'm like, the people need stuff. So I gotta help them. Yes. So yeah. check out all of Carly's things. I'll, I'll link some in the descriptions <laughs> below. Uh, if you're on yes. YouTube, subscribe. If you're on whatever you're on, whatever you're listening to. But yeah, seriously, check out Carly's work. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for- Thank you for having